It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. Socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water. What it means is, is that government controls it through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the guise of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapped down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions, and it is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. You were made for this moment. And I get to work with a great team, and that is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday to you, producer Steve. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. And it's Ash Wednesday. Ah, yes. Thank you for mentioning that. The beginning of Lent. And uh, so very... Very important day in the Christian calendar. So um, Ash Wednesday it is. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, uh, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. All kinds of great information there. Our most recent op-eds, our most recent podcasts, uh, are the recaps of all of our shows with the podcasts and that. All kinds of great information there. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. It goes out on Sunday, and you'll get the first look all, at all of the upcoming guests, as well as our most recent op-eds and podcasts. And you can email me at Kim at com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. Um, as I mentioned, it's Ash Wednesday. I'm going to go through some of these announcements quick-like. I uh, want to welcome Dr. James Lyons-Weiler. Uh, he is the founder of the Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge. Uh, you can also find his writings at Substack under Popular Rationalism. And he is a new sponsor of the show. He's been a regular guest. And he and Dr. Jill will be on next week. And we'll be talking about just all the stuff uh, around COVID. But uh, we certainly welcome him. This Saturday at the Independence, in, excuse me, the Independence Institute, actually Liberty Toastmasters is meeting in the morning. And then in the afternoon, Natalie Minton has an event for newly elected uh, local, uh, well, you don't have to be newly elected, local elected officials, candidates, and their support team workshop. It's from one to four, very important. Uh, I'm going to be one of the panelists, so we'd love to have you join us for that as well. And then tomorrow, 10 a.m. to noon, at the Dirt Dog Roadhouse out on West Colfax, that's 17999 West Colfax, the Trucker Freedom Convoy 2022 is going to be coming through. And you can uh, go out and greet those patriots out there as well. And then it is Wednesday, so that means it's Wings Day at Hooters Restaurants. You buy 20, you get 10 for free. And uh, I love their smoked wings, especially with the lemon pe- uh, pepper rub on that. Uh, and that's t- for to-go or dine-in. So again, buy 20 wings, you get 10 for free. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over here to, well, I was, um, did you watch the State of the Union address last night? I should have asked you for permission to say this, but I'm, I want to say it anyway. Yeah, I watched it, and I'm not sure what president, or I'm sorry, what country he is president of, but it sounds like a nice place. Yeah, yes. Um, so I think that probably our quote for the day is very apropos, and this is by William Shinstone. He was born in 1714. He died in 1763. He was a representative of the 18th century English man of taste. As a poet, amateur landscape gardener, 
and collector. He influenced the trend away from neoclassical formality in the direction of greater naturalness <clears throat> and simplicity. And this is what he said, Producer Steve. He said, a liar begins with making falsehood appear like truth and ends with making truth itself appear like falsehood. Anybody come to mind? Well, you know, calling someone a liar is a big deal. But yet in this administration and watching uh, his press secretary, Jen Snarky, she's a professional liar. I mean, and, and she loves to come out and it, you know, it, say he actually does a press conference and he says X, Y, and Z. And then she follows him up to tell you, in case you didn't get it, what he just said. And I mean, the... The untruths or the half-truths are, are just more than I can take. So when you ask me, did I watch it last night? Yeah, I did. I had a particular mission in mind is to grab some sound bites, but I wasn't, I wasn't into it. It was just nauseating. Well, the frustrating thing about, and first of all, I want to congratulate Joe Biden that he made it through it. Uh, I was wondering if there'd be very many faux, um, faux pas, and I only caught one, really, so I want to congratulate him on that. But uh, my, I'm looking at the headlines today, and boy, he really scared Putin. Putin's really, he's really changing his, uh, his plans right now. And uh, this first soundbite that we have, and many of you will remember this, but this was back, what, Steve, in 2012? I've been thinking and, about it more since we discussed it. This must be 2012, because as the CBS commentator said before he played it, is that it nothing gets done in an election year. And I think Obama was trying to get that point across to Medvedev, who was that kind of interim president before Putin came back. So he was just you know trying to make the point that uh, I, I understand what his concern is, but I won't have any flexibility until after the election. Yes. And so, so our point here is, is Biden is acting like he's Mr. Tough on these sanctions. But quite frankly, um, Obama, Biden was vice president. They're, they're, they're cozying up to the Russians. And this was back in 2012. And it's difficult to hear because of all of the camera uh, clicking. But he basically says, I'll have more flexibility after the election. Really, you're assuring uh, one of our quote-unquote enemies. So let's see if we can hear that, Steve. This is my last election, basically. Yeah. Uh, after my election, I have more flexibility. So yes, after you, my election, I'll, I'll, I'll have more flexibility. And also and that, the fact that he already seems to know that, oh, I'm sure I'm, I'll get reelected. But, you know, we're used to that now. Yeah. Uh, so several things, though. I think we'll go through this. We've got Pam Long in the second segment, Lauren Levy at the bottom of the hour, and Brigitte Gabriel in segments three and four. But, okay, the next thing, we realize energy is so important. We talk about it all the time uh, with our Health and Hydrocarbon show, that affordable, reliable, efficient, and abundant energy is what has really powered the American dream. And people want to come to America for the American dream. Now, we now have all these subsidies that have been used to bring people here, but, uh, but people that wanted to come here for freedom uh, and, and pursue the dignity of work, it's been the place to go. And so we, we have Joe Biden, first thing out after he uh, becomes president is he cancels the Keystone XL pipeline loses all kinds of jobs, all kinds of union jobs. Uh, then he's limiting uh, exploration and drilling on public lands. So he continues to do things that shut down our, 
our energy um, production here. And bear in mind, when he came into office under Trump, America had become energy independent. And here we now have, uh, we're, bu- we're buying oil from Russia, if you can believe it. And, and uh, Joe Biden is uh, talking to OPEC saying, hey, produce some more oil, but don't charge us more. So now what he wants to do is there is a term, strategic reserve. Strategic means uh, for a rainy day. Strategic means when we really need it. So he's going to drain those down. And then what's going to happen if Putin or China wants to make a move on us? But go ahead and play this uh, soundbite, Steve. Do you want to send anything else up on that? Uh, no, it speaks for it. I mean, I'll reserve my comments for after the soundbite. Okay. Tonight, I can announce the United States has worked with 30 other countries to release 60 million barrels of oil from reserves around the world. America will lead that effort. Releasing 30 million barrels of our own strategic petroleum reserve. And we stand ready to do more if necessary, united with our allies. These steps will help blunt gas prices here at home. Uh, that seems like about one of the dumbest things to do when we have the capability to, uh, we could ramp up our, our um, energy production immediately, but instead drain us down. So when that's gone, then what's going to happen, Steve? Well, you heard the expression about something being a Band-Aid fix. That's, that's not even a Band-Aid fix. Number one, your only reason you're doing that is to temporarily blunt the price of gasoline. The strategic oil reserve wasn't there or is not meant to do stuff like that. It is not. Okay, let's go to the next thing. I think you had the one on tax cuts. The soundbite on tax. Uh, yeah, this cuts. one. Everyone was behaving themselves up to a certain point until he started into this one, and uh, you know, I'm sure that it was the you know the people off to his left, which would be the Republican side of the room. They had they had a bone to pick with this one. That's when one of the first things I did as president was fight to pass the American Rescue Plan because people were hurting. We needed to act, and we did. Few pieces of legislation have done more at a critical moment in our history to lift us out of a crisis. It fueled our efforts to vaccinate the nation and combat COVID-19, delivered immediate economic relief to tens of millions of Americans. Here it comes. It helped put food on the table. It cut the cost of health care insurance. Unlike the $2 trillion tax cut passed in the previous administration that benefited the top 1% of Americans, the American Rescue Plan the American Rescue Plan helped working people and left no one behind. Okay, I'm just going to say that that's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, <laughs> with, the, with the tax cuts, um, middle America, those families had about $6,000 more per year in their pocket. Now look at what's happened with this government-induced inflation and all these rules and regulations and, and all. It, it's... Um, we need to have government become smaller, lower taxes, lower rules, lower regulations. Steve, I'm going to stop there. I'm looking at the clock, and I wanted to go to this bill of the day. I kind of blew through that, and this is a pretty important one. And unfortunately, uh, so it's a bipartisan, and that means you have both both uh, sides of the aisle on this. And, and I'm a little, a little perplexed that Kevin Van Winkle, who is a Republican, has his name on this, because he normally doesn't have his name on 
bad bills, but this, I think, is a ter- terrible bill. The sponsors are Representatives Exhum, Democrat, Van Winkle, Republican, Senator Zinzinger, Democrat, and Heisey, uh, Democrat. And basically what it's going to do is it's going to create digital license plates as if the government doesn't track us enough. I mean, again, this is I think this is so against the Fourth Amendment, Amendment where we're supposed to be secure in our persons and in our effects and all. And the last thing we need to do is to enable government to track us even further because we can see that with a... a um, government PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties that deemed some people were essential and some were not essential, my gosh, a digital uh, license plate will make it much easier for them to determine if a non-essential person is driving around. So this is a very bad bill, Producer Steve. Well, they're going to tout it as anything that makes their job easier. Uh, Obviously, this the little bit I read about it, this device in the back of your car will emit a signal that can be picked up from a, ri- a variety of different ways and imme- immediately pull up your record. Are you, you know, <laughs> the worst case scenario was, was are you vaccinated or unvaccinated? But right. uh, are you, uh, what are the, some of the other things it was asking or, or pointing out? Uh, it could be used in, during an amber alert uh, if they're looking for a certain vehicle or, you know, things like that. So they're going to tout all the things that, you know, they consider pluses, but you're right. It's an absolute invasion of your it's privacy. A, it's a complete affront on freedom. And it is very unfortunate uh, that, I, you know, I and I can see how our guys kind of like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. This is a terrible idea. And again, I should give you that bill number. I didn't do that. It is House Bill 221162. Again, very bad bill. Let's go to break. When we come back, uh, Pam Long is on the line, and um, her op-ed that she's written, Colorado Gubernatorial Race, Campaign Rhetoric versus Reality, is getting all kinds of um, comments on that. So let's go to break. We'll be right back with Pam Long. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. REMAX Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. I so appreciate uh, all of that. And uh, very quickly want to acknowledge another great sponsor of the show, and that is Kirsch Insurance Group. They're specialists in the Medicare arena. And this whole Medicare thing is getting more and more complicated because government's involved in it. And so it's really important to have Kirsch Insurance Group on your side of the table. They work with a lot of different carriers so they can help you uh, tailor your plan 
and, and it doesn't cost anything. So knowledge is power. So be sure and check that out. That's iKirsch. That's I-K-I-R-S-C-H dot com. And uh, they can certainly help you navigate this um, Medicare maze, if you will. Pam Long is on the line. She's written a very important piece, Colorado Gubernatorial Race, Campaign Rhetoric versus Reality. Pam Long, welcome to the show. Well, I thought she was there. Okay. Well, she'll be here again in a minute. So uh, I do want to ask her what she thinks about um, the rhetoric of Biden uh, during the uh, the State of the Union address last night, I was a bit frustrated. This push again to move everybody into electric cars. He said that in the State of the Union address that they're going to put in 500,000 electric car charging stations, and uh, I find I'm very frustrated frustrated with that because those batteries we have to go to. Uh, other countries like China and Africa to get those rare earth minerals to put in those batteries. Strategically, this guy is not making much sense. But now we've got Pam Long on the line. Pam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kim, for having me. Did you happen to watch the State of the Union address last night? Only some clips. You know, I was at caucus last night, and I just want to say, man, I was really encouraged by the turnout and the level of um, current events knowledge of our the people of Colorado at caucus last night. Well, Pam, I ended up not going to caucus. I caught a cold. And so I've been under the weather. I'm broadcasting from home right now. And but I sent um, information that was presented and I actually made it through. So I got voted in as a delegate. So I'm pretty jazzed about that. But it also meant that I could watch the whole thing, which I think I would have much rather been at caucus. (laughs) It was a great night for caucus, for sure, if you're feeling down about the State of the Union. (laughs) Okay. well, let's talk about this piece. And I want to let our listeners know we have decided to um, we're, we have a, a presence on Facebook, and I know that we have all of you know all of those questions and Mark Zuckerberg and but Zach and I have talked about it, and we want to continue to try to try to reach some of those people more in the middle. So we have this fa- uh, this pr- um, presence on Facebook, and we're also going to get on the Trump social media as well. But this piece that you've written, my gosh, there's so many people that are interested in making comments on this Colorado gubernatorial race campaign rhetoric versus reality and i think pam what you you really honed in on is the frustration that people have right now with all that's going on they're becoming more and more informed and so you you kind of explain rhetoric and then you explain what polis is doing and what can really happen so what was why did you come up with this piece well, as you attend the gubernatorial debates, and there's been three so far this year, um, you'll hear the candidates say things that feel good, like they're running for governor and they say things that resonate with your frustrations, but they don't actually have those powers within the executive branch. And I and I use some examples from the campaign trail of, yeah, it sounds good, it feels good, and um, but it's not within the power of the governor. But uh, this happens in politics, doesn't it? The campaign rhetoric. Although I, I, I really want people to shoot straight with me. But the real answer is longer and more complicated. How do you think the candidates should address these things? Well, I'm going to say something really unpopular. It, it, it's almost like you want to bring back boring, right? Like so, the candidate who says. You know, follow the candidate who says something really feel good and, you know, bold and, yeah, you know, I want 
for example, I want people thrown in jail. Um, but then the candidate who in, is based in reality who says, well, actually, you know, no, you cannot throw people in jail who are not convicted of crimes. That candidate comes off sounding really boring. Uh, but he's actually correct. <laughs> the governor cannot throw people in jail. So it's this, it's this, you know, opportunity we have in this op-ed and in the discussion on social media to educate voters that the feel-good candidate response oftentimes is not based in reality. It's the boring, it's the humble answer that, you know, we all want to get back to um, when there weren't daily press conferences of unelected people and elected people telling us how society has changed and the new rules for, you know, that week or that day that we really do want that to bring back boring. Well, and boring would be, I think, um, really adhering to the Constitution. Now, when you mention that people can't be thrown in jail without being accused of a crime, January 6th comes to mind. I mean, in, in that, in my understanding, there's still a lot of people that are in jail that have not really been um, accused of a crime, no due process, and they're still in jail. That is so totally antithetical to the American idea, but I would imagine that rhetoric on the campaign trail here, uh, like in a gubernatorial race, plays into that because people are super frustrated that that could even happen in America. We are frustrated, but, you know, as conservatives, we also need to always be thinking about that swing voter. And when you say, I want to throw the, for example, the secretary of state in jail because of alleged voter fraud, how is that going to resonate with the swing voter or an independent voter? They're going to see that as an attack and irrational. They're, they are not going to find it relatable or relieving their frustrations. They're going to find it divisive. It will not attract swing voters to electing a conservative governor. So it's a, it's almost like you have to shift out of your frustration and into a strategic vote. What is strategic that will win? We must gain a significant number of swing voters to replace Governor Polis. So it's so interesting you would mention the Secretary of State. I had Tina Peters on the show yesterday, who is a Republican um candidate for secretary of state and she's been i i think embattled is the word i mean she's the mesa county clerk and recorder and we had her on and really explained what happened and i was talking to a swing voter yesterday a little bit later and he said i didn't realize all this so i think to your point and that's what we try to do on the show on a consistent basis is to search for truth and clarity and look at these issues um in, through through that lens, uh, and I think that's what you're saying, Pam. Instead of, and instead of the the uh, bombastic uh, rhetoric, um, and and so I really I know it's kind of boring searching for truth and clarity, but if we stay on that and work on that on a consistent basis, I think the truth will come out, and the truth, as the Bible says, will set us free. Right, and the truth is boring. It, it's it's legal, right? We need if you want to convince a you know swing voter that there there is voter fraud, then you need to discuss the evidence of voter fraud with mail-in ballots and dead people on the voter rolls and machines that were online. But that's really boring discussion. But when a candidate throws out you know people should go to jail. Well, that that only panders to the people already right. in the know and and not 
the swing voters we want to reach. Right, right, right. We've got about a minute left, Pam. This is such an excellent piece that you've done. How would you like to button this up for our listeners today? I would just encourage everyone to go to the gubernatorial debates. There's uh, one coming up on March 8th with the Douglas County Republican Women's Forum. There's one coming up on March 15th in Colorado Springs in Centennial Hall. Um, just get on those candidates' websites and they'll list on their calendar all the upcoming debates. Um, and go and listen for yourself. You know, you can take this op-ed and get yourself uh, caught up on all the issues so you can discern who's really, you know, offering rhetoric and who's offering those, you know, decisions based in reality that oftentimes they sound a little boring. You know, a quick question. The last few gubernatorial uh, um, debates, um, one of the candidates has not shown up. Do you know if that candidate will be attending these other ones? Heidi Ganahl will be showing up to these next uh, debates that I mentioned. So, um, yeah, that's been a factor that um, one of the candidates has has been declining to basically sit in the hot seat and answer tough questions. So, But she will be at these ones in March. Okay. Well, that's good because I think it is really important for these candidates to show up when uh, people take the time to put together these um, these um, uh, forums for sure. Pam Long, thank you so much. I appreciate your hard work. Thank you. And the other two candidates, just uh, so you know, are uh, Greg Lopez and Daniel Neuschwanger, and uh, those are the uh, gubernatorial candidates. And I think there are some others, but these are the, the top the top three right now. Lauren Levy uh, with Polygon Financial Group. Did you happen to watch Biden's State of the Union address last night? You know, Kim, I'm gonna, I'll be honest with you. It's sad to say that I was not available to watch it last night. I was at a function at my son's school. Well, that was a. Pl- I think that was a better place to be, Lauren. I I took one for yeah, the team, I and I, I I watched it. But um, you know, he he talked about inflation, but he didn't really talk about government induced inflation. I I mean, I'm I'm very concerned about our country. But you're you're really watching interest rates, the Federal Reserve. What's going on over in that arena, uh, Lauren? Well. What's going on is it's more interconnected uh, the last week. You know, you and I have been talking for a while now about rates going up, you know, with inflation and everything happening in our country. But the one thing that we mention a lot, or I mentioned to you a lot, is things can change based on news and the, uh, what's going on in Ukraine has, and what it's done to the stock market, the uncertainty it's caused, and some of the drop has made people do what's called a flight to safety, where they look for assets that have little to no risk, which is typically treasuries. And so the 10-year note has gone from over 2% back down into the 170s in just the last three or four days, which has given a little reprieve to mortgage rates. And they've come down in a pretty steep drop just in the last few days. Okay, question then. If somebody is try- wants to get pre-qualified for a house and these interest rates have come down, can you get them locked in at a rate now on a pre-qualification? You can do what's called a lock-in shop where you can lock in for 30 or 60 days while you're looking for a house. It kind of puts the pressure on you to find a house during that time, but it can be done. So um, the answer is yes to that question. But what it's done is it's given a brief reprieve here for those people that were like, man, I wish I had done a refinance before rates went up because they've pulled back down probably a quarter point. And uh, there's a a brief window here. I don't know how long it'll last, you know, if – if something happens and everyone all of a sudden the market settles down again, they could go back up. But for now, um, there's a brief window here again. 
Okay, then uh, don't tarry. I would recommend that you give uh, Lauren Levy a call. I know that number, Lauren. It's 303-880-8881, 303-880-8881, and they can just give you a call. doesn't cost anything, but if you, you said this would be on a refi that people could do, is that right? Yes, yep, absolutely. Okay, give Lauren a call. Hey, Lauren, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you, Kim. Okay. And again, that number is 303-880-8881. That's Lauren Levy. He is a specialist in the mortgage arena. And uh, there's there's opportunity right now. There's always opportunity. And when opportunity knocks at the door, you should open the door. We'll be right back. We're going to talk with Brigitte Gabriel. Haven't talked with her for a while. I know she's going to be on fire with all that's going on in this world. Stay tuned. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the Internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute, to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. On the line with me is Brigitte Gabriel. You know her. She has the founder of Act for America. She has a remarkable story. She grew up in Lebanon. She lived in a bomb shelter for much of her uh, adolescent uh, childhood and uh, came to America and really understands America, the American idea. Brigitte Gabriel, so much has changed since we last talked. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Kim. I'm delighted to be back with you. And boy, oh boy, the things change a lot. It's amazing watching what's happening in the world today. Um, uh, you know, we're almost heading into World War III. Well, uh, did you watch Biden's State of the Union address last night? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I, uh, I, I, mumbling, bumbling, stumbling. <laughs> uh, what an embarrassment on the world stage. And especially now, Kim, especially now that the whole world is watching what's happening in the Ukraine, between the Ukraine and Russia, and the whole world was watching, knowing they have the State of the Union address, and waiting to see what Biden is going to say. And, um, you know, obviously we have a president who can barely put a sentence together, very distracted, all over the place, um, you know, and it was an insult to Americans that he would open up 
his uh, State of the Union address instead of addressing what's happening in America and the suffering of Americans and the inflation and the economy and the rising crime. Instead, he was talking about what was happening in Europe, as if European lives are more important than American lives. Well, and it's um, several things. First of all, I was looking at the... uh, headlines. And boy, I tell you, it doesn't look like Putin's gotten um, as much afraid of what uh, Biden said last night. It looks like he's going to be doubling down. And this is really because of weakness. You know, when Ronald Reagan said that there would be peace through strength, we look at this and we now understand this. And Brigitte, so we have Russia making the move on Ukraine. And it is amazing to me, the people of Ukraine, how courageous they are to try to stop this. And But then we see China talking about Taiwan, North Korea's rattling their sabers. Uh, it, is, it is very concerning. And when you say the words World War III, I've had people say, are we going to World War III? And boy, I, I sure hope not. I mean, how do you answer that, Brigitte Gabriel? Well, look, uh, you know, peace through strength. I mean, there is so much power in those three words. Uh, and as you said, Putin is not afraid of Biden. He's not afraid of what Biden can do. It didn't matter uh, uh, what Biden was going to say yesterday. Uh, the whole world understands that America has no leadership right now. And whatever pretend leadership that we have is very weak, uh, uh, has the disease to please, wants the world's approval. They obviously put the world's interest before America's interest, and that's all tyrants need. Uh, you know, when a bully knows that you're not going to resist him, a bully's going to continue uh, picking on you, dominating the playground, taking money, taking food, taking lunch from other kids, uh, unhinged because they know there is not there is nobody to stop him. Uh, and that's what's happening in the world today. And again, we're watching what's happening in the Ukraine. Ukraine is the least of our worries right now. Can you imagine what will happen when China finally? make their move on Taiwan. And right now there is nothing that we are, there is nothing that the Chinese are seeing that's going to stop them or deter them from invading Taiwan. And if they do invade Taiwan, that's where America is going to hurt. Ukraine does not affect us, but Taiwan does affect us, and here is why. Taiwan supplies 63% of the world's semiconductors. One Taiwanese company provides 90% of of advanced processors, um, once overlord of this bounty, meaning the Chinese, communist China essentially controls the aircraft, warships, ground-based weapons, including missiles, submarines, computers, cameras, cars, iPhones, etc. It's like firing off an EMP attack, an electromagnetic pulse attack, minus the destruction of utilities and equipment. It just causes a temporary disablement of national defense, transportation, manufacturing, power, and all kinds of communication. And I'm talking about America. That's the effect on America. So while the United States has 165,000 active duty force guarding Taiwan, China has 2.2 million troops 100 miles away. So when we're evaluating and looking at what's happening in the Ukraine right now and the reaction of the United States to what's happening in the Ukraine and the world watching what's happening to the Ukraine, China is looking at America saying, this is my time to go into Taiwan Obviously, America is not going to do anything that's not strong enough, and they will. And if they do that, what I just mentioned to you will be the effect on America. 
Well, and Brigitte, under this administration, they have been weakening our military through uh, the whole um, diversity, inclusion, CRT uh, agenda. They have been um, weakening our our military and then uh, forcing vaccinations on our military. I talked with a mom and a wife of a couple of our military that have refused the vaccination. And the uh, mom said that her son, basically, be, they have put him in close to uh, solitary confinement and then just continued to berate him and his the other guys oh. that did not want to get the vaccination. So we're doing that to our military while we've right. got... Uh, Putin over here with Ukraine, China, North Korea, and we, the American people, have looked to our military to to be tough, to to protect us. This almost seems, you hate to say it, but by design, Brigitte. You know what? I, I, I used to have a friend, um, and, I, and, and I agree with you. I used to have a friend 10 years ago who would say to me, oh, my gosh, Brigitte, look at this plan. Look at this agenda. This is, this is what they're planning, world domination, blah, blah, blah. And I used to think to myself, oh, my God, this friend of mine is so much into conspiracy theories. I mean, this is so out there. You know, I don't know. You know, you know I, I, I think you're really pushing it. Now, I literally, I have it on my calendar today to call this friend and apologize because everything she spoke about 10 years ago that I used to think was nuts, now a lot of it have come to be, have become reality. And I do believe there is something much bigger than the United States, much bigger than what we used to think ever a plan could be for world domination. But we are watching the signs and we are watching. We used to think how the world has become a small place. Everybody travels, especially with the Internet, with airplanes. You know, travel is, is so affordable. You know, the whole world right now is migrating through each other. But what we are seeing after COVID, basically President Trump shined the light on the swamp in the United States and shined the light about how other countries were taking advantage of the United States. And after COVID and the coming of Biden into power and domination, uh, and I don't believe it was through a true honest uh, election, uh, and what we are watching in one year, the deterioration of, of, the, of, of the situation in the world, of foreign policy, but also here in the United States, when it comes to our border, when it comes to our election, when it comes to our inflation, when it comes to our crime, rising crime in our cities. I mean, when you look on every single level, the way the country is deteriorating, um, it is not good. And this is why every citizen must become engaged, Kim. Every citizen must become engaged. It's not enough to go vote on election day. A lot of things happen between elections every two years. The left is organized. The left is mobilized. The left is coordinated. And yes, they have somebody uh, giving them instruction. There is obviously a national umbrella uh, where organizations on the top are coordinating and sending messages to their leftist grassroots. They speak with one voice. They sing off the same sheet of music. And it's time that we on the right, those of us patriots who love America, who, who honor the legacy of our, our founding fathers, who believe in our Bill of Rights and our Constitution, we need to stand up and protect the Constitution. The Constitution Constitution is under assault right now. We need to come together. We need to bond together. We need to network together and work together to save the country. And because it is an election year, a very important year, I encourage everyone listening to this broadcast right now, if my message, if what I just said resonates with you, please go to our website, 
actforamerica.org actforamerica.org we are mobilizing the nation we are networking groups together if you have a small group in your community if you meet get, come together go to our website register your group with our organization so we can connect you with other groups in your community so we can network you with other groups across the nation so you all can understand what's working what's not working we are coordinating groups nationwide to make sure that groups on the right network together, understand what's happening in other communities, come together on messaging, come together on talking points, come together on putting information out, come together on activism so we can take our country back, so we can preserve America and protect our freedoms. It is now or never. We've got between now and the next election of November 2022 and certainly between now and 2024. But the work to be done is now because the Democrats started uh, last year right after the election. We need to make sure we are playing with them on the same playing field and we have the same defenses to protect the country as they have the same offenses going against us. Okay, Brigitte, Gabriel, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, I've got some specific examples that I want to ask you about here in Colorado. Because what you're doing, saying we need to come together, I totally agree. But what I see is Republican operatives that do not really, how can I say this, do not really, do not really, um, Oh, gosh, I'm trying to say this in a nice way, that do not really believe in this constitutional republic that we have, that are really more political animals. They look at what is happening in 2022, and they realize that there there very possibly will be a, a um, Republican wave in this next election. But we cannot elect Republicans that act like Democrats light. We just can't. And so I'm gonna, we're going to go to break. I'm talking with Brigitte Gabriel. And uh, before we go to break, though, wanted to mention Castlegate Knife and Tool, great sponsor of both the shows, The Kim Munson Show and America's Veterans Stories. They have knives from the best blade makers from throughout the world. I gave my son-in-law a knife. He was absolutely thrilled. He said, you know that it's a really great knife when it has instructions on how to take care of it. But Castlegate Knife and Tool, whether or not you're shopping for a chef or a sportsman or a collector, Castlegate Knife and Tool is the place for you. That website is castlegate.com, castlegate.com. We'll be right back with Brigitte Gabriel. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3, here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly news- newsletter. 
And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Brigitte Gabriel, we didn't get to this spot just overnight. I have been on a journey myself. You were on this much earlier than I was. In fact, I remember you were at a church in North Denver and made a presentation. And that was when I was just starting to pay attention. And I, I, I didn't quite understand everything that you were saying, but that was the first time that I met you. And that was probably 10 or 12 years ago, I think, Brigitte. Wow, yeah, yeah, that's probably right. I remember being there. I mean, you know, back then, over 10 years ago, when I started mobilizing the grassroots, I understood because I watched how the left organizes. And I realized if we're going to save our country, the right needs to mobilize on the grassroots level. It's not enough to fund our candidates. It's not enough to fund think tanks. It's not because, you know, look, candidates come together, they create a campaign, they create uh, their own volunteer campaign in the community while they're running. They raise the money, and then whether they get elected or not, all the volunteers go home, and it's like all this work that went into creating a grassroots infrastructure just disseminates and goes home. And so while the left, the left invests in the engine, they invest in the grassroots. So look at moveon.org, or look at Obama's grassroots organization. They not only invest in candidates, but more importantly, they invest in the grassroots, because Candidates come and go. Candidates are like the paint on a car. The left invests in the engine. So it doesn't matter what candidate comes and goes. The engine continues to grow. They keep building it for the next election. The engine is bigger, faster, more powerful. And that's what we are doing with Act for America. And that's what the right does not do. And when you heard me speak, talking about mobilizing the grassroots, that's what I was talking about. So today, what we are doing, Kim, with Act for America, we went to all the conservative grassroots on the right. And we said, look, you all are working in silos. Nobody's talking to the other. Everybody's doing their own thing in their own local community. And so we are now networking all major organizations. It doesn't matter what group you belong to. And by the way, we're bypassing the, quote, official Republican Party. Forget the rhinos. Forget the rhino elected officials. Right now, it's the people who vote. Look what happened in Virginia. I'm in Virginia. And look what we did with the Yunkin campaign. We went around the Republican Party, and we just mobilized the grassroots to go out and become engaged in their local community. And the people did it, and the Republican Party was stunned. So Republicans right now across the country are taking note of what happened in Virginia. And I believe, forget the rhinos, it doesn't matter what the rhinos stand on, we can literally primary the rhinos. When you run good people and you support good people, and everybody who's running, they need to be able to sign uh, uh, with the Freedom Caucus. If they're not willing to become a part of the Freedom Caucus in Congress, forget it. If they're not willing to sign the contract to say, I will be a member of the Freedom Caucus, then they're not your candidate to vote for. Make sure you don't vote for them because they are rhinos. They lick their fingers, stick it up in the air, see how the wind is blowing, and that's how they vote, and that's the direction they go. And that's not the type of elected officials we want. So I encourage people, go to actforamerica.org, actforamerica.org, sign up to get our action alerts, start a group in your community. We are now launching election in integrity project nationwide where we are mobilizing citizens to be engaged in our election integrity project between now and the election in November. We are cleaning the voter rolls. We are writing legislation to be introduced in legislative houses across the country. 
And so that's, that's, that's what we're doing. And we want people engaged. Well, and I, I wanted to just low light a few of the things happening here in Colorado. Colorado has really, I think, been at the tip of the spear on what is happening because the uh, the left figured out if you can get to a point where you could win the elections of the Denver metro area, then you can basically control the state. And we were one of the first states with mail-in um, voting. And so our voters' rolls have not been really cleaned up in quite some time. We have a Democrat Secretary of State. But as I have connected the dots of what is happening here, I just, I just want to throw out a few things. Former uh, governor of Colorado, Bill Owens, Republican, and we see his name on all kinds of things uh, regarding endorsing a variety of things. But, but um, the Colorado Sun reported a couple of days ago, or just, just a few days ago, that the uh, former Colorado Governor Bill Owens is the chairman of the supervisory board of the Credit Bank of Moscow. Well, that's a very interesting dot to connect. And he actually had his name on a very bad um, uh, uh, question on the ballot, initiative on the ballot this last uh, this last time around. It was Prop 119, and it was, quote, unquote, a new marijuana tax for the children. But what it uh, it put in place, uh, Brigitte, a, um, an, an authority, and the, the authority board uh, members were appointed by this governor, they selected their replacements, they had taxing powers, they could take gifts, and they were not accountable to the people, to the legislature, or to the Board of Education. And uh, there's another operative, his name is Josh Penry, who is uh, makes a lot of money on all these different uh, uh, questions out there. In fact, he was running that campaign. A bunch of the left money came in for that campaign. He's, quote-unquote, a Republican operative. And we basically, the grassroots, de- helped, we defeated it, which is unbelievable. They had $3 million. We basically had our voice. But we here in Colorado are, are at the tip of the spear. And um, we have uh, many of the leaders here in the Republican Party are not grassroots kind of people. And we've got just a few minutes left, but I want to start to shed light. Oh, one other thing I need to mention to you. The Republican darling, or the the darling of the Republican Party for Secretary of State is a woman named Pam Anderson. She's a former Jefferson County clerk and recorder. She's former executive director of the Colorado County Clerks Association, but she's also the secretary of the board of the um, Center for Civic and Tech Life, which is the nonprofit that got almost all of that $400 million from Zuckerberg that it looks like affected elections. And that is the Republican darling candidate for secretary of state. Uh, Tina Peters, who is the, um, I'd say embattled um, Mesa County clerk and recorder, actually took images of um, of the election machines um, before and after uh, the current D- Democrat Secretary of State uh, came in and did a trusted build and realized that a number of logs, 29,000 in fact, uh, disappeared. So we've got real interesting stuff happening out here in Colorado. Wow. I know you probably yeah. don't follow that, but I wanted to get your read on that. No, we've got about but, four but minutes. But I do follow, and this is exactly why Colorado needs to run good candidates and elect good candidates and run people. There are great people running right now. I know one of them running for the in the primary for the U.S. Senate seat, Deborah Flora, uh, for U.S. Senate chief from Colorado's 
Springs, and I've known Deborah for 15 years. Finally, she decided, that's it, I'm done, I'm running for the Senate. So she's running in Colorado for the U.S. Senate, Deborah Flora. She's got my vote if I live there. Those are the type of people you need to elect. We need to clean house. And thank you, Kim, for shining a light on the corruption in the elected leaders that you have already in Colorado. Let's get rid of these people. If anybody is listening, let's start running people who are really going to do the right job by the people, for the people, not for their own interests, not to line up their own pockets, not to accept money from the enemy, because they get to a point where they get so much power that they literally sell their soul for money, betray their state, betray their community, betray the country to line their pockets. It's all for money. That needs to go. And so this is why engagement on the local level, at the state level, is so important because, look, all politics are is local. You know, this is why... We need people engaged on the local level, and thank you for shining the light, because people need to be educated on what's happening in their community. They don't know. So thank you for bringing the information out about the corruption in your elected officials right now, and let's get the grassroots organized to identify good people that we can get behind and get elected. And that's what we do at Act for America. We depend on the local grassroots to let us know who's worthy of our vote and who's worthy of mobilizing the grassroots behind, and we get behind them and we get them elected. So we need chapters in Colorado. Go to actforamerica.org, start a chapter. Let's help you organize the state and get rid of the rhinos and put people who are going to put the interest of Colorado first. Well, and out here, you mentioned election integrity. And uh, I think that there's really been challenges with that. These mail-in ballots, again, Colorado was one of the first ones uh, to institute that. And when it happened, I thought, hmm, it seems like there could be a problem with that. But there is a real yep. problem with that when we don't clean up our, our voters' rolls. And uh, so, right. Brigitte, Brigitte Gabriel, I learn so much whenever you're on with us. We've got about a minute left. Um, hope for America, or or what do you think? What's your comment? <laughs> Uh, yes, there is hope. I do believe in the American people. I do believe that when, they, when you wake up the American giant, there is nothing we cannot do. We can take our country back. Look, we flipped Virginia after 11, 12 years of democratic control, and we took it back. And nobody thought we can take Virginia back. And it didn't take big money. It took the grassroots coming together and making a difference. And we can do that in every single state, including Colorado. So don't give up hope. Uh, we're seeing incredible rise in California. I mean, people wrote off California. You cannot believe the activism that we have in California. So be encouraged. Good things are coming. We just need grassroots people involved, grassroots people engaged, uh, and we make it very easy for you. Go to actforamerica.org. We name the organization Act for America. Not think about America, not wish for America, not pray for America. You can wish and hope and pray, but without action, nothing happens. Uh, you know, People listen to information on the radio. People listen to information on television. People go to conferences. That's all entertainment. That's all entertainment. Unless you take action, nothing changes. Go to actforamerica.org and become a voice affecting your community and our nation. Brigitte Gabriel, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you. Have a great day. And our quote for the, our quote for the end of the show is by William Shinstone. He said, to one who said, I do not believe that there is an honest man in the world, another replied, it is impossible that any one man should know all the world, but quite possible that one may know himself. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, 
Listen to beautiful music. Communicate and listen well. Live honestly and authentically. Strive for high ideals. And like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Don't want no one to cry, but tell them.